0: I've got people on the front line from the tear jabs, chopper,
1: rubber bullets, and point blank, deployed. I certainly don't need a music video right now. Newsflash, this is in proximity to you. Complacency is not an option, and we've been out of patience since forever. Revolution will be organized. Ready? Revolution.
0: Revolution.
1: Oh. Why was that know
0: that <laughs> you went <had> to? <you. laughs> <laughs> Why <did you> know? <laughs> oh. Welcome
1: back to The Revolution Will Be Harmonized. Thank you. It's for Cameron it Lobby-Jones from King Youngblood. It's Stay Safe Knox, and it's the decolonized, decolonizational <laughs> educators of motherfucking Jaden
2: Grayson. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today, is mm-hmm. decolonized education. So I want somebody to go ahead and start off on talking about what it is. Jay Layman's turn. you
3: are really the you are really the MVP this for this episode. This show episode. Just <laughs>
1: here, just here to feed you questions. Right, I'm ready, right. <laughs> honestly.
3: So, um, for those who are not hip, decolonized education is the why that you don't get when you are learning about all these historical points uh, that you are told about in your systemic uh, and institutionalized education. So it's essentially saying, okay, I know we went to war. I know that we've um, had to colonize these certain areas. I know that we have uh, embedded ourselves in these other places in history and and in culture. Um, But if you sat down with somebody who solely had a institutionalized higher education or regular education, they couldn't talk to you so much about the whys. Uh, And humans are motivated by things. We don't just do it. There is a motive, yeah, um, and so it is a huge part of our story to talk about why. Even when we when we get to the inner tea of talking about decolonized education, like there's a reason that they're not talking about the why's, and there's so much there that is powerful. And so decolonized education is the why. It is the purpose, um, and the the thing that makes these usually kind of detachable topics inhumane topics human again um so it's a it's very powerful to me it's very real and honest work and i think that it's important work that uh, more people need to take on themselves and feel empowered to do and the access that they have especially with where the internet is right now with how much community conversation is going on like they're is it a, a deep need to revisit these topics you think that, you know, and start asking why?
1: Mm, mm. What is, um, what's that look like for you, man? Like decolonized education. Oh, man. Because <sighs> I think for everybody it's different. I mean, you and I are going to have drastically different experiences because Jay is intimately like
2: knowledgeable on this. Yeah, but yeah. for us,
1: it's, I feel like a little bit of something that we're kind of consistently still learning unlearning yeah
2: know? for me i always talk about like how important it is to like recognize uh uh our black brothers and sisters that have no uh, re- uh, like have no scope um about why they are in the situations they are mm. you know like the people who didn't have the luxury of you know getting the, even the least bit of like formal education uh, in, in the college level or at the very least introduced to decolonized education um, at an age to where they could really like uh, uh, develop that, that, that critical thinking skill. Yeah. The people that are still to this day questioning why they're in the situations they are, but they're not getting answers. Um, either one, because they're not in proximity to people that have the answers, or two, they don't have the tools to discern that information themselves. Those resources are being kept from them. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important that uh, that decolonized education is also not just scoped around um, um, non BIPOC people uh, understanding and unlearning um, the things that they've been taught, but also reaching out to the people, um, our brothers and sisters that don't have access to that information. You know, the people that are really, really struggling right now to this day, and even at a more exponential level due to this pandemic and joblessness and and the increase in, in houselessness that we're seeing. Yeah, uh, it, it's really important because I have a lot of people um, that I know personally that that it, it's really difficult to. To get through, um, once they get past a certain age, uh, living in this in this uh, assimilated society that we have right now, um, where kind of see beyond what they already know. It's hard to get them to see beyond what they've already been taught. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that mm. the information that they've been taught is is colonized. It's, it's 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 the information that is revisionist. It's the revisionist history of America. It's not the true. It's not the truth. Yeah. Um, and it's really important to, to be able to get through those people, to be able to show them how they can find that information instead of just, you know,
1: yeah, telling think, them the information. Yeah, I think that's been a huge part of the only reason why, like, I feel like I have any kind of grasp on myself, especially concerning the state of the world right now. Like, yeah. you know, having a decolonized education and being on a decolonizational journey in general is really what's given me, one, the, the, the strength to hold on to who I am and my people and, and the intersections within that, but also in, 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 in recognizing how much was taken, how much history has been erased. And as you were just talking about how much history has been, you know, made into revisionist history, something mm-hmm. that doesn't reflect the truth of what happened, let alone the consequences that ensued after it. Yep. You know, it's, it, it's something that, Uh, for me has been eye-opening for the self, you know? And I think it's interesting of like, you know, you're talking about like kind of who that center is. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, I think it's one of the the things that actively, unlike, you know, the conventional institutional education that most people are getting, like public schools and things like that, um, unlike that, it is something that centers BIPOC folks. It's something that centers... Asking that why, like you were talking about, Jay. It's something that centers you getting a chance to fill in the gaps that have been intentionally left wide open. And then understanding not just where you fit into that, but also understanding where your people, your culture, your heritage, your mannerisms, mm-hmm. the way that you are in a contemporary sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and in so many ways, it's it's bridging erased history or unspoken history and showing just how relevant it is while simultaneously understanding why it was revised or erased in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's also this kind of interesting thing of like, for some reason we don't look at that as credible. Like we look at that as, as, as if like getting this instant, just like you were talking about Jay, of just like, you know, you can get a degree from anywhere. Um, and we were talking about this on the the radio show, KVRU 105.7 FM, go check it out if you want to hear more about this conversation. But we we're talking about how, like, decolonized education isn't valued the same way that in institutional education is, mm-hmm. um, and obviously a big part of that is 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 it was not designed to support brown people or black people at all, uh, but specifically to 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 nip a lot of buds before we get you know even. Even going on, on building a community to have conversations, to analyze, and, and, and it, it only feeds further into that isolation and, and stopping yourself from really having that kind of true critical thought that we were talking about. But um, Jay, especially, I want to get back to, to, to your perspective on this because you have the most insight about it out of the three of us. You know, what does making a decolonized education look like credibility-wise? Like, how do we make it more credible?
3: Um, because it is stop fucking playing yourself is really that's step one. Like, there, how do I say this? Um, when you're younger, somebody is just going to put food on your plate. When you get older, you get to decide what it is that you're going to eat. Um, and if you get old enough, you might start wondering about how that's impacting your body. And I'm not talking about like ages and. Uh, The literal number I'm talking about your maturity, your awareness. So when you get to a certain point, you're going to start wondering how those things are impacting your body, and you might start wondering where the apple came from.
4: Mm.
3: Um, And I I think decolonized education is figuring out where the apple came from and how to how to reproduce the apple yourself. Um, And so it becomes valid when you give it the same amount of care and importance that you would. Uh, a colonized education where you're acquiring debt and this and that and the third because you're acquiring more than just debt when you're going that route uh, you're acquiring a false sense of knowing and security um, that is going to be validated by the system it's not going to be validated by life so what do you see happening in the world right now you see people getting out of school acquiring massive amounts of debt and going back to live at their parents house because they can't find a job anywhere uh, and when you start to see that happen, when it's happening to black people, it was no issue. When they weren't able to access higher education or the higher education didn't bring them to a career or a job that they could be uh, self-sufficient on, there was no problem. Mm-hmm. But now that you have white people, really, um, going to school, acquiring all this debt and still not being able to get themselves into those spaces now, that they used to be recognized and welcomed in, now it's oh. an issue for everyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, I-, I think that this is this is the work. Um, that's, that's needed. And so you want to make it valid, pay pay the people who are doing that work for you, Uh, pay the people who are giving you the, not the information so that you can sit and say, now I know it, but they're giving you the tools to say, how is it that I can become more aware of it? Yeah. They're giving you critical thinking skills. Um, And the cool thing about a decolonized educator, instead of your regular educator, maybe is going to be that uh, they're going to have way more questions than answers. A lot of the time, the education system can feel like a game and it's also an opportunity for you to heal the relationship that you had with the education system because so many of us, unless you were a cis white somebody, um, your experience in the education system probably wasn't all that wonderful. Yeah. uh, a, A lot of people know the small example of like science or math and like, they didn't like science or math. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, how is this ever going to apply to my real life anyway? Da, 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 da. Um, but where we are now is like this, this all applies. All of this information is going to be applicable to your day-to-day life. There, it's important that you become a critical thinker because when you do that, you might start to realize that the job that you're working isn't really working for you. You might start to realize that the people in your life aren't really working for you or genuinely supportive that the avenues that you've become complacent in, um, that you don't have to do that. It offers you the opportunity to say, I don't know. And where does that happen? You get in this trick thing where it's like they're giving you a question because they want this one answer. And it's not very often. It's only in math that you're getting just this one answer. Mm-hmm. And it equal, just equals this. In life, it's not like that. I cannot go to work and a number of scenarios will play out. But where is it that I'm placing my intellectual property? What am I gearing my intellectual property with so that these outside factors um, are things that I can navigate with more, with more skill uh, rather than complacency? Mm. Um, because uh, uh, one of the personal examples that I have was that I was working a job at one point that was genuinely taking away from my mental health. Mm. It was destroying me as a person. I had climbed my way up in the industry to being one of the most knowledgeable people in that field, being pretty well known for, for understanding and having a good grasp of it. Um, and it got, and then it got to a point where I realized I was no longer enjoying being tokenized. I didn't even know I was being tokenized when I started. Yeah. But I'd no longer enjoyed that I was being tokenized for being this one black woman who had, Climbed the ranks and made it into a room with all these white people who were so, uh, they loved the fact that I knew it as long as I didn't know more than them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I realized that I had gained enough knowledge that the real threat that I wasn't being told about, the why it was threatening, was because I could walk away and decide to start doing this on my own and become profitable and potentially become a... Uh,
2: competitor. a competitor,
3: yeah. exactly, in that field. And that was the problem. There's a cap with institutional education. They want you to know as much as they need you to know to continue being a part of the system. Decolonized education is going to tell you to, to keep questioning that system until it no longer makes sense. Um,
1: because it doesn't.
3: Because it doesn't.
1: I think that's the other biggest part about decolonizational education, especially something that I've learned from from UJ is it's like, We don't even spend that much time sitting there and and deconstructing, like, we're not repeating the same behavior that this institutional education has. We're not repeating the same way that it functions to quote-unquote teach people. What decolonized education does is it just tells you where to look. Because it's not even that you're trying to discover some new fact or something like that. No. It is simply uncovering what has been there the whole time.
3: Yes, that's the fascinating thing about it. And that it. should infuriate people. Yeah. You should be pissed that you it took a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you know, plus or minus, and a loss of time, it, the inability to work a full time job while you were doing this in order to find out that they did just didn't tell you everything. Yes, that's all that it is. That's all Higher education did. is like, oh right, you. I did. I just didn't tell you. Why Christopher Columbus came, but you knew that he came. So, what's the big deal?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Nah, it's a, it's a it problem.
1: Re- it rewards you for not going the full distance. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, just God. <laughs> it's like, I know. Sit with that one for know, a second. Honestly, this, is, like, this, is, have this is You gotta sit with
2: it. This, oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. Well, well, it's
1: also frustrating because, like, as you do that, and the reason why it should frustrate people, especially if you're listening. It should frustrate you because it requires you to realize, like, regardless of what you actually learn to pick up from it, which should be a lot if you're doing the work, but at the very least, it requires you to acknowledge that you have been kept out of the conversation since the get go. Mm-hmm. You have been
3: stopped at the door. You didn't even get a foot in.
2: <laughs> it's shaping your reality around lies.
3: Yeah. So that whole, um, that whole thing we we've touched on this a couple times about yeah. like news and media, yeah, and how when uh that is the way that we are most impacted and informed um about things that we don't know about and or that we're not necessarily in our favorite word pro- in proximity to, yeah, um, so when you are somebody who's only as, and i I know we've touched on this before, but like when you're somebody who's only watched uh the way that black people people are portrayed on tv um you are going to be shocked and shaken when you actually come in contact with a real black person and Mm -hmm. you're going to find that you are placing all and projecting all of these stereotypes and expectations for behavior and demeanor Mm -hmm. uh that aren't going to live to be true and that's when you start to see stories about like people who you know um infiltrate the clan and like start becoming friends with a clans member and Eventually, because that clans member is experiencing this person that they've created all these ideals about, to- all of a sudden, they their ideals don't make sense, and more of their questions become more questions mm-hmm. um, for why it is that they were so fulfilled before, but aren't as fulfilled with the same rhetoric. But it's more fulfilling just having a conversation with this one person that they've spent so long making themselves other to. Uh, this, this is something that should upset The world, this is something that should upset people you've you've been lied to, you've been outright lied to. And the beauty of that is that people are starting to become aware of it. And now you have systems like Twitter that become the fucking other FBI and are vetting information. Go ahead, Fox News. Drop a report that's not true. Mm-hmm. I promise you that at somebody, somebody is going to be like pulling receipts and be like, I was there. It didn't happen like that. Wrong. I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's what I was really talking about when we were uh, d- discussing on the radio show, like. They handed us this tool to distract us and it became a tool to our freedom Yeah. Um, because it was supposed to be like, oh, this will be an easier way to spread this mass information. But it really became a way for this mass information to go out and get smacked and sent right back to where it came from. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden people, these big corporations, these things that have been used as tools of fact, actually were just opinion or just had the intention to pacify people. And that gets outed. That's such a beautiful and powerful thing that's happening. So. Um, Don't underestimate the tools that you have, your Twitter, your Instagram, your uh, these these little social media accounts and ways to connect and talk with people. Before now, we just would sit and watch TV and see that Africa was this destructed place that just shanty towns and there's Mm -hmm. kids drinking out of dirt water and all this fucking bullshit that is not true to all of Africa. And thank goodness. Now I can go on Twitter and they, there was this thread actually of people being like everybody in Africa is in huts. And you saw people posting their their beautiful multi-story homes with you know pools and this Lego and that City. and the third. Hello. It, beautiful, beautiful. Megan, did you just say
1: Lego City? I thought for sure you just like dropped a <laughs> bionicle <laughs> no, out of bro, nowhere. Lego, <laughs> you, know,
3: you were talking Nigeria. about it like
1: Lego was like a class standard <laughs> or
3: something. <laughs> Anyway sorry um, but no but now and but it was amazing to see <laughs> all these <laughs> <laughs> for sure you said lego city Cameron can't... I'm sorry Cameron was in a car accident and he bumped his head. Yeah. He'll the head up. Dead ass, Vienna. Yeah, that's, that's not a game. I am playing about that. Oh, boy, boy really bumped his head. Oh, fuck.
1: No shout out to concussions. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, I no didn't mean out. to cut you off. No, no. You're over a hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, Kayla, I want to hear the fucking tapes on that No, I'm almost certain this nigga said Lego City under his breath.
2: I said Lego City. Oh.
3: That's why you'll fuck
2: it
1: up. I <laughs> <it> <laughs> fuck it up so bad. Oh
3: Incredible. shit.
1: Uh, so,
3: um <laughs> somebody talked to me. Uh my last question around this is. <sighs> wow,
1: that was stupid on my part, hey, bro. Oh, my I'm, that's why
2: I'm dying over it, I'm like, bro. I said oh, Lego City, God. but my I head said head is Lego fucked
1: City. Up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay, all okay. good. Okay. No, it's all good. It's, Let's no, get back to the
3: session. Back to the big brain shit. My fault. Um if you threw a pebble out, I like to think about this sometimes, just like if you threw a pebble out and said what, what you think the education system, the institutional education system is going to look like in 10 years based on the rise of decolonized education, um, what mm. are some predictions? Let's just let's make some guesses. Repeat the question. The question is... <laughs> Could uh, you use it in a sentence? No, the question is that in... Yeah. yeah. If you threw a pebble out into the future and you were like, I think that the institutional education system is going to look like this based on the rise of the uh, decolonized education system, I guess we'll say during this, this, this next 10 years, if decolonized education keeps growing the way that it is, what will the institutional system look like? They're going to have to start telling the truth to compete. They're going to have to start telling
2: the truth.
1: I don't know, man. I think what they're gonna do yeah, is I'm just
4: I'm, you know I'll say so. I'm so sorry. Um
1: no, nah, I think what they're gonna do is and we could have a friendly debate about this if you if it, regardless. I, I think what they're gonna do is double down. Like I think what they're gonna do is double down on the same things that got them the status in the first place. Like I think what uh, that will look like in 10 years is they're going to be even like shit we're not going to do just the pledge of allegiance gonna be, in the morning it's going to be a whole fucking tap dance it's See, be I don't think so right
3: wing university I don't think so why i don't think so because um because the of the example of like who is is being impacted So if you think about this pandemic, you have a whole bunch of young people, young kids who would be in an institutionalized system right now who aren't there at home with their parents going to school. Um, And they're not getting the same uh, hands on in the institution experience Mm -hmm. that we got. And I think that in a couple of years, what you're actually going to see is changes in what is required to uh qualify for those higher up jobs that you used to have to have a four degree, four year degree for it's going to be way more based on life experience and lived experience. I think that they're going to embrace decolonized education, but they're still going to try and use it as a tool of oppression. Um, They're going to have to, because now the de- demographic that used to have access also has been taken out of access. So they're going to have to change the rules to adhere to, uh, to, compensate for the fact that their son who would usually get the job in line with them to become the CEO because they went to the same school and didn't have access to that same school. And they're going to have to still validate their child in order to keep them um, outside of the oppressive measures that other people are experiencing. So I think it's going to be actually quite the opposite. I think they're going to relax a lot of the um, a lot of the and I think actually the president that we just had that that fucking idiot He also made that really possible in a weird way um, because of the fact that he's obviously not qualified for the job, didn't do any work to get to the job, and yet here he is doing the job. And to so many people, whether they're based in it, and this is why decolonized education is so important, whether the intention is right or not, he was still able to do it. And so uh, moving forward, you're going to see more and more people getting into positions of power that don't necessarily have the credentials for it. And it'll be okay because the, the head um, position that you should have to be the most qualified for already did it. And I think the trickle down of that in one sense is could be very continuing to our oppression. But if we capitalize on this moment right now and we start empowering decolonized education, decolonized education and people who are sharing that information, who are gaining that information in a real way, we could also be putting them into higher up spaces to be having that same fight. So I think the fight is going to change. There's still going to be a fight either way, but I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change. Yeah. I think that
1: I'm curious because so much of at least what I'm thinking about right now about what will be the ripple for those years in the future for those future generations. I feel like so much of it is because of the time period we're living in exactly right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like so much of it is because COVID like we've said before COVID has created this environment where you don't get to run from the problem anymore like the distractions are limited so Mm -hmm. you have to confront the things in front of you um proximity exactly like I'm (laughs) I'm 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 curious Jay about like do you think that would still be the case if COVID wasn't a thing
3: no I think uh COVID set the world free in an awful way I'm devastated and I'll start um based on the cancel culture that we're existing and now start by saying that it has obviously been devastating um, to communities and more devastating to communities that already didn't have access to healthcare um, and to the medical system. Um, But I think in another sense, it forced people to start looking at themselves more critically. It forced us to start asking why it is that we've been okay existing the way that we've been existing because even those people in higher up places aren't happy. So uh, I, I think that, COVID has and this pandemic has forced us because it's very clear like the the places where they shut down their country and didn't open it back up um, until their people were okay are some of the places that we as Americans have scrutinized and called every name besides being progressive. That was one of the most progressive things that they ever could have done was ensure the future of their people, Mm. not something that we're doing. Uh, We're far too prideful and we're not willing to do that. And, and we don't realize that we're causing our own extinction uh, by doing that. But when you don't progress with the times and you don't wake up to the realities of the world and you try and continue as business as usual when that's not what the moment calls for, when you don't have that critical thinking skill because you've been so institutionalized yourself and you've pushed the institution so much, you're not going to be prepared for this type of disaster. Um, You have to be a progressive thinker at this point in order to survive. Mm. You have to be a critical thinker in order to survive. Mm. And my hope is that America starts to wake up very soon. Um, Because if we don't, we're not just facing um, the loss of intellectual property. We're facing the loss of actual human lives. Uh, So very important that was like my little obama moment there. no did no you guys hear no. how i sounded <laughs> <laughs> not that i was like, <laughs> not like no, no the fucking head. shout out to obama yeah. But, yeah you know what i'm saying we but, don't fuck with imperialism still, on this show but i know y'all heard that tone inflection that was that was 100 <laughs> obama right there
1: <laughs> well fuck god uh damn i'm gonna be sitting here and listening back not just for lego city but especially <laughs> for all the knowledge you dropped
2: today god damn um, uh watch somebody call me out i'm mispronouncing it or some shit
3: see i uh, that's why i don't be doing it because it, i already know that i don't say shit right no, i already I know it. that
2: i ain't doubt it until you said something about b- bionicles and shit <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I mean like i don't know if it's gonna be like a you know fucking where they put up them two words and then they say some shit after and it's like depending on what word you say like oh, that game yeah mm. like it sounds like that
2: I forget what it's called. Um, I swear to Catch God. Catchphrase or something. Whatever. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck
1: y'all been talking about on this Sorry. episode? Sorry, I'm the only one that's made. Sorry, you're fucking the fucking knowledgeable about like, this shit. Not <laughs> and I are just trying to be like, yeah cool, totally, agree. Yeah. So, like, yeah. our job is not to even say shit, really. So, our job is to support not. you. So when he said Lego like, City, I had to be like, what? Hey, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> that's my input. It's my chance. Okay. <laughs> I have limited things to offer aside from, yes, you are right. <laughs> and pay Jaden fucking Grayson. Like, We're educating. Yeah, um, I think the last, uh, uh, just because I'm going to be a dumbass for a second here and be like, uh, what, are, what are your least favorite uh, what are the least favorite consequences that you've seen of an institutionalized education? Like, because there's so many. I think mine is just to keep the stakes really low. Uh, I hated saying the national anthem. Uh. I remember when I realized that I didn't have to do that shit. And all I'm going to say is that song is corny as fuck.
3: Mine was recess. I know that's going to sound so what? fucking weird. What? Recess? <laughs> I, I hate it. Recess. Mine was recess because, because it reminded me of like before <coughs> like cattle went to slaughter. What <laughs> like, the fuck? Jenny? It really did. What? Because it the was like they're hurting us. What happened us. to you?
2: <laughs> what happened
3: <laughs> to you in recess?
2: I'm fucking sorry.
3: That's not real. Because it really uh, was like they're taking us through like, they're giving us half-shoot information. Look, look <laughs> us in the,
1: Jay is like, <laughs> look it down. Yeah. She is, who hurts you? Oh, boy. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Holy, <I'm sorry. laughs>
3: because it really was like, they put, a, they put you in this box, feed you all this bullshit. And if you know that it's bullshit, all you did was sit there for hours going, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. And then they release you out for like 20 minutes to like what shake that off <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know get you a little sorry break that in we between lied to you for the last three hours go take a walk kid like, um <laughs> damn, <laughs> when you shit. get back we're gonna feed you some food that you should have never put anywhere near your mouth or called food like mm-hmm. no worries we got it unless you didn't have money for that because your parents didn't afford that yeah. then you just go sit there and look hungry in front of these niggas like damn the I whole know. thing just really it was rough. It was rough for me. And I, I honestly opted out of recess a lot and I took a nap instead because <laughs> I didn't like the I, I didn't I needed my energy. I went out and expanded, expended so much energy as a child, you were and then built I still this shit, shit this day she, she, one She went to the I, library at recess I just and shit. Said the Pledge of Allegiance is corny and you bro, was
1: like,
2: bro, the bro, liberation bro. of black people starts at recess. Bro, bro. All right. hey. Hey. Fuck. All right. Go ahead, Narc Um, now, my, my, mine, mine is going to be, uh, is, uh, code switching, mm. code switching for sure. Cause like, mm, man, just from like, not even just the education system, but then people in my life that were elders, but, but specifically since we're talking about the education system is like when, when you were doing liter uh, literature work or English, whatever the fuck it was in, in school and you would use certain words or you would say certain things in a certain way, it wasn't grammatically correct or it wasn't the proper way to say it. Or discrediting African-American
1: vernacular English. Exactly,
2: exactly. And that's ingrained in you very, very early on. It's like, you have to speak this way to get here and you have to uh, uh, punctuate things like this to get here and you can't say, y'all, like, nigga, please. Like, what you talking about Uh right now, bro? Like, like, this shit is made up anyways. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, mine's definitely co-switching because you you carry that on into the job world, too. You're like, you know, I learned this in elementary school to speak this way so when I'm doing an interview I'm speaking this way. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. That shit's got to go. That shit's got to go. You know
3: what? I remember seeing it in, um, actually, when I was younger, I was probably like 13, 14, I was talking about how I want to get tattoos and my mom and my father said to me, "Uh, you won't be able to get a job with those tattoos. And I was like, "That don't make no sense because everybody that's young like me wants tattoos. So eventually, you know what I'm saying. Everybody <laughs> eventually, gonna have, a I'm gonna have a doctor with a little with a little trans. Uh, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying. It's gonna happen eventually, uh, okay? Um, yeah, but and, now, Dr. and now, and now here Gucci it is. Doctor Gucci gonna uh, come in with ice you know, cream
2: cone on his face, like. But
3: but now Gucci here Mohammed. it is for real. <laughs> you go into a doctor's office, you're gonna see people who have tattoos and piercings and things yeah. that weren't normal, and they will and still the know their shit exactly mm-hmm. because it's not, not that they pierce the brain.
2: Or because I had to overcome the prejudices that come with doing that. Exactly. You know what I'm I want exactly. the iciest doctor possible. You know what I'm saying?
1: If he ain't got a
3: gold grill, I don't if want him. If he to. don't got a gold grill, <laughs> I don't grill, trust grill, him.
2: Rolex and shit, you know I what I'm talking tru- about? I us? would
3: never trust a doctor more. I'm not kidding. I just went to go get COVID tested and the, the nigga that was directing us into the line, I was like, which one of these people? And he was like, ma'am, I'm right there go down right there, <laughs> there was he was some, like hey, yes you know I mean? all niggas <laughs> down the way I, me, I was like hey, exactly because I ain't trying to have no crackers swapping up my nose into my brain trying to get a tissue sample of my shit y'all be on some fuck shit I will not trust nothing you, you gonna make the institutional
2: version God. of me uh, alright now, I'm, now all right, I'm just now I'm just talking yeah, some we, craziness we done yeah we done we wrapping it up alright guys Um, people um, y'all what, yeah, what are we what are we all right, what are we talking about on the next episode? Let the people know. We don't oh,
4: know yet. We know.
2: All right, I'm gonna pick it then. Uh, capitalism and climate change. Join us on the next episode. We are talking about capitalism and climate change.
1: Uh, nigga, could we make this a crowd interaction <laughs> moment? It's dead. We don't I'll know what time we're to ending. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give y'all time to. Answer. <laughs> all right. Okay, we will get to that topic for sure. But follow us on Instagram, especially. Uh, but like every platform, everywhere. Revolution will be harmonized because we want to hear about like what stuff you want to learn about, what stuff is in proximity to you that you are trying to work on for yourself. Um, Because just as Jay has been talking about this whole time, we're here to give you the tools for you to find it yourself. Uh, But we love you. This is the revolution will be harmonized. Uh, We'll see you all soon.
3: Peace.
4: Go in, yeah,
0: go in, yeah The microphone next slow, shadow in the mood Even dropping hits like they do like get the fuck off the commode with a draw shot True sure to make a body drive Driving your no copy, yo, your car is a tofu Death flies on and fests are You're the face of Mother earth, Dream
5: But you want to rush You always want to run And you fast I chase you down the well Faster but you could tell I won't run Down the well, down the well Isn't this nice? Feels like the springtime I'm so glad we could all get together, catch this vibe, truly
6: time yeah. Cause I don't want to go back to my old way. No way, no way. It's yeah, some days ain't perfect, but it's worth it. Let's go away somewhere. Waste no time.